the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Tuesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. Ooh, I do. Oh, oh gosh. Let me answer. Can I answer? <laughs> no one else is even raising their hand. Pick like, me. Pick me. This is classic. Pick me. I know. I know. Classic first day of school van. <laughs> Everyone in class hates you. Teacher's pet. That's. Luckily, I was teacher's pet and class clown. Means the boys are at Hollow Spirit. Okay. <laughs> Two men on live from Hollow Spirits. Come hang out with you boys. We are here up until the start of the Ice Toast broadcast as we will hand this one over at 6.15 this evening to Josh Soosh. Vital, who are the Ice Toast got tonight? Who are they playing? Soosh. They're not playing Soosh. <laughs> Uh, like round Rock? Round Rock. I think it's, it's Round Rock. That is correct, yeah. Round Rock. The Express. Probably the th- at least the third worst city in Texas. Round Rock? Yeah. Okay. Today's I-9 Varsity. <laughs> it's not even an I-9 Varsity because El Paso wins. No, no, no. It's El Paso twice. <laughs> it's <laughs> then it's Round Rock. Hey, also, El Paso is coming to play the United on September the 2nd. It's a Friday. Stoked. Yeah, and a little birdie told me the United are going to pack it out. They've got a, they got a vi- I don't know how public any of this is, but they got a vision to do like a college, like, hey, college kids, welcome back to school, get out and celebrate. There's, oh, that's nice. There's like a whole vision. Obviously, New Mexico Highlands is going to be part of that. But like, uh, but the, oh, interesting, Michael. Little post-production note here, huh? Uh, little, yeah, uh, interesting, uh, Michael. Okay. Did a little sound check at the beginning. Said we were a little quiet, huh? And then we said no, we weren't. And now all of a sudden, I'm adjusting the microphones up, Michael. So, uh, so, so El Paso is coming to town on the second. And what I would like to do is I would like to greet them at every exit of the highway, specifically the Gibson one, mm. with giant oversized posters that are like at, uh, El Paso on by. Yeah. Like I don't have any interest in you. Being here, El Pasos. Yeah, I'll pass on to the next city. Yeah, that's losers. how I feel. This uh, L, no, <laughs> not the best work I've ever done. No, nope. you're getting the sediment. So uh, yeah. So anyway, so so we're here at Hollow Spirits from beer all day uh, up until six fifteen, and then I know drinks are flowing. Is there like a Tuesday special at Hollow Spirit? There sure is, and we're going to find out about it okay. later. So we're going to do that. We're going to sit down with a rep from Hollow Spirits right before we go off the air on this one, 545. Mm, that's so that's going to be pretty good. Uh, Josh Sushan will join us at 445. He was going to join us to start the show, but, Van. What happened was. What happened was I was trying to come down from being so upset about House of the Dragon over mm. the weekend, the new Game of Thrones snoozer, that I went to my World of Escape, which is turning on uh, St. Louis Cardinals baseball on my television, okay. and then turning on WWE Raw on my iPad. Mm, that's a lot. It's a lot, and it's it's. Uh, are you familiar with Nirvana? Because that's where I go when I'm there. I'm in Nirvana. So Albert Pujols last night, uh, seventh inning against what's this cat's name? Smiley, Drew Smiley right, of the he, Chicago Cubs. Is he new? He's an above average pitcher. He's middle of the rotation guy. Okay. Albert Pujols made him look like a chump. So Albert Pujols in the seventh last night of this smiley cat who's a starter went into the seventh. It was 
uh, big goose egg, big goose egg, until Albert hit one into, um, well, way past the Ivy out there in center. And a Cubs fan caught it, and Wrigley Field celebrated. And, and there's big Albert energy as he's rounding the bases four times in a row for home run in his career, number 693. 15% chance to hit 700. What I meant to say was 100% chance to hit 700. Just about any other Albert Pujols home run hit at Wrigley Field would have been thrown back into the outfield, mm-hmm. except for all the ones this season. Correct. That's a keepsake. These are the hotness That'll ones. put your kid through a couple semesters of college. The- <laughs> yeah. So Albert, is uh, he's doing that thing. And we were talking about buying low on him last night because it's, what, six home runs and the last week, he was the NL Player of the Week, which yeah. is a uh, thing he's now done 13 times in his professional career, 12 times with the Cardinals. And the thing that's so extraordinary to me about it is there's not the attention I feel like it deserves. Like, we got a guy creeping up on 700. Uh, well, oh, it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be must-see TV when he gets closer. Still, the odds are against him. Because right next to you in your Cardinal shirt is an objective member of the media. Yeah. Who's a not an Albert Pujols homer. Speaking of homers. Yeah. But once he gets closer to seven and it's within reach, it's going to be all that's talked about in the sports world. But for now, it still seems unlikely. So you don't think the turning point was the Cubs celebrating an Albert Pujols St. Louis Cardinals home run? That's a beautiful moment in the Albert Pujols story. But I don't think that's a turning point in getting attention. To me, I think it's the biggest. To me, I think it's when you make the rival celebrate you. And, you know, a lot of baseball fan out there is like, it's not the Yankees Red Sox. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. But it is. Cardinals Cubs yeah. is the Yankees Red it's, Sox. It is L.A. San Francisco. It's 1A and 1B. I would agree. Yeah. And I, Obviously, Yankees Sox are just a schmidgen ahead. I agree. But they're just right there. Well, and I would say number three in this is Dodgers Giants. I mean, I think there's, I'm with you. there's three of them, and those are the three. Yeah. And of those three, think if you, L.A. Dodgers fan, were to for any reason celebrate San Francisco Giants. And it's the same thing if you, New York Yankee fan, yeah. were to celebrate Boston Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how special and unique this thing is. And if this is not the catalyst to make this the all-consuming, tune into your television every single night. I ate lunch today with a guy at the Cracker Barrel, and we started off the conversation with just how special it is that our Pulse is doing this thing. Also, I feel like Cracker Barrel is taking their portions down. I'm not trying to have that conversation right now because I'm not trying to get fired up. Mm. It's the lunch special for $70.99. I recognize you didn't change the price, but do you have to give me such a small scoop of mashed potatoes? What are mashed potatoes going for right now? Is Idaho got a tax on the rest of the country that you can't just give me a heaping pile of mashy boys anymore? I got to get a side of mashy boys it's a featured part of the meal it's not even my selected side that's dumplings every single time that's what comes with it cake on the brown gravy go ahead let it spill onto my meatloaf a little bit i'm gonna eat it all anyways but it doesn't have to be child-sized proportions is this the same thing you said to uh customer service at crackerbarrel.com i had to dictate the email i don't know what's going on in idaho but in ireland they're experiencing another blight because of the heat wave there so if Cracker Barrel only has Irish potatoes, which I very much doubt they do, that could be reason for your smaller portion size. Got to look up what the blight is. Also, you glutton. Take it easy on what the is, Cracker Barrel. What is a blight? It's a plant disease caused by fungi. Yes. 
such as mildews, rust, and smuts. Smuts? Got to watch out for them. Oh, my goodness. Okay. 15% is what baseball reference is giving Albert Pujols as far as his chance to hit 700 career home runs. I tell you what, that's laughably low. Albert Pujols is for 100% going to hit 700. He's going to do it on his very last at-bat of the year against the Pittsburgh Pirates in Pittsburgh. And if the Cardinals keep playing at this rate, by the way, took a tough L today in the day game in mm. Chicago. It's doubleheader, though. Why not play two? If, he can, if the Cardinals can lock up the central or whatever playoff position that they are in early enough, you then start playing Albert against righties, too. Yeah. And that's going to really up his percent. Albert Pujols has the third highest OPS in all of baseball against left-handed pitching. That is Albert Pujols' renaissance good. Yes. That is that is start every day good. Yes. The problem is he has an OPS under 600 against right-handers, and that is go back to AAA. There's two different Albert Pujols' playing right now. And you just got to make sure that every single left-handed pitcher pitches against him and gives him a shot at this thing. If Albert Pujols can double his percentile chance of hitting 700 in one day, you said yesterday it was 7.5%. 7.1 yesterday. Today it's 15. Yeah. Tomorrow it'll be 30. After that it'll be 60. If he keeps dropping them dongs, man. And in four days from now we're going to be at 120% chance that Albert Pujols is going to hit 700 home runs if he keeps cracking dingers. And I'm telling you, even in a 0-0 rippy boy game, and this one that he went after with Smiley, it was like it was chin to nose high. Oh, he's good at those. Yeah, outside yeah. of the plate, like, po- like, like poked but pulled enough into dead center to where it sails, and you're like, he's, he can do that right now? Yeah. He's, okay. Tom Brady gets all the attention, but... What Albert Pujols is doing as a 53-year-old man is <laughs> its really impressive. It's so crazy that he's going to hit 700 on the day his AARP starts. That's perfect. That's just insane to me. The, the same day that he gets 20% off Denny's before 7 o'clock, he hits his 700th home run. That's perfect timing. Is Albert Pujols for you and I and... Adrian back at the ProView Stadium, or ProView Networks, which, by the way, thank you for tuning in to us on Comcast Channel 26, if that's how you're joining us. Mike Vital back at the studio. Is he kind of like the last vestige of, like, our childhood baseball? Is Albert Pujols, to us, kind of that last who we had when we were coming up? Or were we already adults at that time? Because we're talking uh, yeah. early 2000s. The literally, literally 2000, right? So, yeah, Albert Pujols' career is 2002. Yeah. Um, so I'd have been a junior in high school. Pujols and Ichiro, same year, 01, right? 01. Yeah. So it's... Yeah, him and, him and Cabrera, right? That's it. Verlander. Verlander, Miguel Cabrera, Albert Pujols. Like, those are the last three hanging on, right? This is, yeah, this is your watching your childhood become that thing. You're watching your childhood grow. And I'm... I think I'm in on this one because, you know, there's a this is kind of the cliche conversation, but there's a lot of the guys to where it's they they faded out and they went away or maybe they caught a scandal or maybe they whatever, you know, injury, whatever. But this is a own terms, make an impact at the end. Um, Just the conclusion to the story that me as a St. Louis Cardinals fan and obviously a native St. Louisan, I just feel like is deserved for this. Lewisan? 
St. Louisan? That's what you. That's what you say it. What would you say? St. Loser. Is that right? It sounds right. It's got a better ring to it, I think. Is that not the right way to say it, Fred? Is that not it? I'm confused. Get the sponsors when we get back. <laughs> Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live on the program. Back live from Hollow Spirits. Been a good start to this one. Two men on is brought to you live at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings right here at the aforementioned Hollow Spirits, which are live yeah. from up till 6.15 tonight when we hand this broadcast over to the Albuquerque Isotopes. Is their home today against the Brown Rock Express. Our weekends, we spend sipping on New Mexico's vodka. That's Teller Vodka. And starting Monday, September the 12th, Live from Howie Sports Page. Oh, wait. 12500 Montgomery mm. Boulevard, the intersection of Tramway and Montgomery. We'll be up there every Monday night with the program. And I then hope they increase their insurance. The, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. As we will be, uh, I'm calling Monday night. I don't know what verbiage to use here. That's going to be my quote-unquote night off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be the. Except we're going to work really hard. But also, it's going to be your night off. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to work cool. really hard at the show. Yes, yes, yes. And then I'm going to work really hard at uh, trying not to schedule anything Tuesday mornings. Nope. No meetings on Tuesday mornings. Zero meetings on Tuesday mornings. It's the new Sunday morning for us. Tuesday morning. There's got to be a Tuesday morning song, right? Oh, Tuesday morning. That's the uh, the knick-knack. Little uh chain. Oh, that creepy thing. Yeah, with the... Uh, it's like Hobby Lobby, but creepier. It's like a small little dark Hobby Lobby with a bunch of like garden gnomes and Elvis plates and stuff in it. I've been in, I've been in the one, like a precious memories. Thing. I was Tuesday morning curious. Yeah, and I went in there one time, and I still find myself having nightmares every once in a while about all the Asian factory accoutrement they have in there. It's scary. It's not that scary. <laughs> and to be honest, the uh, name of the store might not even be Tuesday morning. I now believe that it I think is. about it. I believe it is. Is it really? It really is? I think okay, it is. Okay, okay, good. Worried about my brain sometimes. Yeah, 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 we all It's are. not the best one. No. It's weird how you keep getting nosebleeds. I know we haven't really addressed it, but. Everything smells like burnt tinfoil all the a, time. Kind of an out there thing. It's really bad. Dan Campbell, who, by the way, Hard Knocks on tonight. I'm going to make sure I catch oh, that. Oh, my God. The Best season yet. The Hard Knocks can make a preseason game look like the freaking Super Bowl. <laughs> like, the way they got it That's up. That's what on, they do. On, I'm like, yeah. And I know what happened. It was a week ago. Yeah. Like, I know you just played Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get it. Like, I, I know the outcome. Don't care. Very excited about it. With the way the cuts work now, when you, you don't have to cut, like, guys the way you used to. You just cut, like, five of them, and then you make the final cuts on the last day. A little bit of that hard knot suspense has died to me, but mm. but because I think it took a couple years for Hard Knocks to figure out like the storylines, now it's back to entertaining. Yes, because it was not it was not entertaining for some years, and Dan Campbell I think is a prime reason for that because that just seems like a meathead dude. But he's like, when you say meathead dude, yeah, I lean more towards the dude because he is a cool dude. Like he's like yeah. fun and happy go lucky, but he's also a giant meat mountain. Mm-hmm. Just 
full of dude bro football energy. Write down the word meat mountain. But Let's see how I can use that for something. That was my what we referred to my old first baseman when I played in the MABL here. Anybody yeah. knows who I'm talking about, send a shout out to Biggie Meat Mountain. <laughs> first baseman Rob Meat Mountain Stratton. Don't hate it. Don't yeah. hate it at all. First so, round pick by the Mets. Oh, who knew? Yeah. He had the misfortune of being stuck behind Todd Helton in the Rockies organization uh-huh. and stuck behind Carlos Delgado in the Mets organization. Both of them could play. Yes. Both very good. So Dan Campbell on the athletic today, which I'm not the biggest fan of the athletic, but the thing they do, they do well. Yeah, yeah. Dorks. They confronted him because that's the energy they have. Uh-huh. They're not fun. No, They're no. not approachable. No. They don't. Sports to them is not fun. I'm trying to come up with a better word. It's not entertaining. It's not enjoyable whatsoever. No, it's not the sandbox that it actually is. It's the stock market to them. That's what it is. Yeah. So they were like, hey, Dan, um, there's a perception that you're just kind of a raw hawk coach and uh, you're limited with, like, strategic football knowledge. And Dan Campbell, without missing a beat, uh, he says, quote, it doesn't bother me if you're an opponent. The dumber you think I am, the better off we are. Boom. I'm about that. See, that's uh, I love that mentality. That's the under-promise, over-perform mentality. I like that's the don't-take-it-for-granted mentality. Yeah. That's the they'll-never-see-it-coming mentality. And that's a good vibe for a football coach, especially one that's playing, that has to rally the players in Detroit because you know how garbage they have been in the history of their franchise. Yeah. Sands a couple good years with Barry Sanders. Sands a couple good years with Megatron. The the thing about this Dan Campbell, what do you want to say? Quip response? Yeah. Retort? It's very Sun Tzu. Yeah, yeah. Meatheads don't talk like that. No. By the way, no, no, no. no. You, you underestimated them with that question. Yes, you dorks. Yes, this is the art of football. Yeah. is what this is. This is a very nice. Yeah. Re- nice reference. I got you. Yeah, because this is. Uh, Appear to be unstrategic mm. while maintaining strategery. And you're like, it's, are you Master Shredder? Okay. Like, what is this I approach? Think, I think a little bit. Yeah, little like, bit. like yeah. I'm in on this. Sure. And then, so, but I, I would literally die if, at like, the next press conference, it's just quotes. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's just, just give him. He really leans into it. Yes. Now. Just he go. Got, he's got one good one. Goes <laughs> <laughs> full on heel about it. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, here's some other. Hey, hey, boys, gather around. <laughs> in the wise words of Yoda, there's no try, only do. That's put your hands in the middle. That's got it, right? well, grit. One, two, three, Yoda. The <laughs> <laughs> yo. No, he doesn't. doesn't say his name backwards. Yeah, coach. His name is the same. His name is the same. His name be his name. Yeah, correct. That is correct. Thank you. Also from the article, just because it's fun. Uh, they said that Dan Campbell also enjoys baking. Well, okay. Yeah, nice. uh, but apparently he doesn't do it for amusement. He does it because of obsession. Oh, my so, goodness. All how right. Many, how many variations of oatmeal cookie can you attempt? Okay. Uh, I dated a lady friend who was into the British baking challenge, cook-off, okay. whatever it's so called. That British. means she's a large girl, not a shortening girl. Keep going. Yeah, she's a really into it, like creepily into it. Mm-hmm. And I would like to get her together with old Dan Campbell, see who talks the most uh-huh. baking shop. And it's interesting coming from you because the only two tastes you care about in the world are tobacco and coffee. 
Those are two good ones. Those are the only ones that matter to you. Those are two really good drugs. Yeah, you. Those are, uh, those are by the way, those are drugs. Yes, right? they're your favorite ones. They're drugs. So if you could go through your whole life, you, I know you well. Caffeine's way up there. You might be right. Caffeine does not have a taste. I'm talking about drugs. Okay. <laughs> Caffeine is probably my favorite drug. Shout out to Mexico Pinion Coffee. But uh, nicotine's way down there. I don't believe that's true. I think I know you well. Okay. And if you're if you're gonna smoke a cigarette, mm-hmm. if you're gonna do a dipper boy, okay. if you're gonna have a chewy boy, okay. if you're gonna taste is a giant factor. Like you're not about to be like like you're not gonna walk up to to cat on the street and be like, you, um, you, uh, menthols only, bro. Like you're not that guy. Oh my goodness, you got this backwards. Go ahead. Now that we segued into this world, yes. Judging my taste, you got this backwards. <laughs> All right. So I'm a connoisseur of coffee and caffeine. I agree. Nicotine, I could care less about. No, it's not nicotine. Because nicotine or tobacco, whatever. Tobacco is only delicious after your second or third beer. That's when it gets really okay, delicious. Okay, so you're talking about the ratio of teen. Yes. So, all right, so... Yes. so I, the, could, I could care less about sober cigarettes or nicotine. Yeah. I love that third beer, a little... <laughs> little that third beer heater, yeah. baby. Mm. Yeah. Friday night, third beer heater, yeah. that's the best. Just packing a tinny boy in your hand. That's golf Just. only. <laughs> yeah, golf. I only, and, uh, and you don't, and I, I'm, I'm like, you know how soft I am. Yes. I'm so super soft. You don't like, even have to trick your wrist. It's I already. I don't need to pack yeah. the backy because, of course, I do pouches. Yeah, duh. Because yeah. yeah. I'm entry-level loser the, dipper. The Only on the golf course, though. Right. Or playing baseball. So the property of but I believe teen, Tope Stadium has a no pepper policy. I'm pretty sure. The yeah, no pepper. Yeah, no, that's mm-hmm. that's unfortunate. Yeah, the the taste of teen is directly proportionate to the number of cold ones. Yes. Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So therefore, yeah, the more cold ones you have, the better the teen. Correct. Up to a point. Up to a point. Yeah. And then now, you get dizzy and pass out, and you hit your head on the concrete. This is just a random story. Never happened no. to me. Also, what we're not factoring in is the full equation. Because if you accidentally have a warm one throughout the course of your cold ones, Mm. that's going to offset a cold one, Mm. which increases the number of total ones Mm -hmm. to get to the taste of team. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when Dan Campbell goes from rah-rah to roar-roar. Uh-huh. Did not have this in the notes that we're talking about my caffeine and nicotine consumption. It's not just you. But here we are. Not just you. Here we are. (laughs) You know when you go, say you're going to play whatever, right? You're going to golf. You're going to, I only scramble because I don't like golf. I just like the fellowship. Yeah. It's more because you're so bad at it and you don't like to emasculate yourself in front of other adults. To be fair, fair, for never practicing and not caring, I'm very good. And if you could I, make contact. If I were to put practice and care into the world of golf, I imagine someone to this radio show, I'd be one of the best ones out there. In your head, yeah, totally. In my head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only measuring stick that qualifies to me is the one I set for myself. Sure. So, yeah. if I, this is like with pool. I don't go and look at a pool table and go, damn, I wish I was better. Because I never practice, mm-hmm. I don't try, I yeah. don't own a cue, yeah. I can't tell you the rules of the game, okay. and the only professional pool person I know is the Black Widow. Okay. And I couldn't tell you her real name. What's your excuse with radio? Well, no, I do really good at that. <laughs> 
You can ask some people around town. Hey, you ask a lot of people once the numbers come in. The number, always check the numbers. The numbers. Fifteen minutes away from the Sushan. Sushan, we'll grab one here. Whenever we get back, there's um, the best start to the NFL season was announced. The absolute best possible start to the NFL season, and we'll tell you what that is. It's two men on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. Thank you. That's I'm not talking to you. Oh, I'm talking to the friends of the show. Oh, good. Hey guys. If you're on the radio and you're ready to get home and you want to continue the program, Comcast Channel Twenty Six Facebook feeds back up. Check us out on the social medias. At Talk ABQ, we got it up. Yeah, at Talk ABQ, two men on, ProView Networks, Studio519.com. Doing the whole thing. Comcast 26, iHeartRadio, tune in. All right, iHeart's literally. KNML. That's the competitor. They that's, still put us on. No, they don't. That's, yeah. li- that's literally the other one. You could find us on there. No, you meant to say tune in. That's what I said, tune in. No, you, okay. And the KNML app. You can't just say. And TalkABQ.com. So you don't know this, Vital, but. We did better than Jim Rome in ratings last week or last month. So I'm telling Van, I'm like, "Hey Van, you know, we hey we beat out Jim Rome. Like we're doing pretty good." And Van's like, "Jim Rome's the most popular radio show in the country. We're the most popular radio show in the country." <laughs> That's correct. Like, oh no, it doesn't. That's exactly it doesn't what it means. Work like that, Van. Jim Rome is national. Our ratings are better than Jim Rome. We're the biggest show in the country. That's easily the transitive property. That's exactly what that means. Michael, have you ever tried to have an actual conversation with Van about anything? It's difficult. It's You go round and round. I do that on circles. purpose. Yes. You know how colleges have, like, Olympic sports and they don't feel like they get, like, enough notoriety? I feel like I, the only Olympics I really know are the mental gymnastics that you make me go through. I would make an amazing lawyer, except for I hate school and books. And the law. And the law. <laughs> not a fan of the law. I wasn't going to mention that, but thanks a lot for bringing that up. Donald Trump allegedly stole the letter that Barack Obama wrote him whenever he took over presidency. That's what the government is saying. I feel like he should be able to keep that. That one he could keep. That's the one he should be able to keep. The the ones, all the letters that say, Dear Donald Trump. That's yours. You just walk away with it. Your name's on it. Yeah. White House is like, no, it's historical. Something. I don't think so. Now that we're bigger than Jim Rome and we're the biggest show okay. in the country, That's... he's obviously listening. So I expect him to just write Donald Trump in a Sharpie on all of the nuclear documents. It's so smart. And he's like, it's got Dear Donald Trump right there. I could walk out with it. He actually it's, got my, it's got my name on it. Real Donald Trump. <laughs> We're at Hollow Spirits Weekly Specials. Uh, the four cheese tortellini, you had that yet? I have not. Okay. It's supposed little, to give us a nibble here in a, a minute. A little sauté bacon, yeah. garlic, onion, Roma tomatoes, Hollow Spirits vodka cream sauce, garlic Sounds toast. Sounds good. Let's go. Mm. All right, so I don't know what the rules are on Comcast Channel 26. Okay. But uh, we we have libations now. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, we're sitting here with libations. Cocktails, if you will. So we might actually need to shoot a text on the rules on that. Okay. But I have, I want to make sure. But for now, we'll just dive in and go for yes. it. Yes. <laughs> the berry, what is this word? Berry coochie. Ber- the berry coochie drink. Cucumber infused hollow spirits vodka. I think it's kooky. Vodka. Now that I say coochie out <laughs> yeah. loud. The berry I'm pretty kooky. sure it's kooky. Drink cucumber yeah. infused hollow spirits vodka, ultra berry syrups, strawberry, blackberry, blueberry, raspberry, lemon juice, honey, garnished with a cucumber flower. It looks like a drink you would get on a tropical island. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. And it's delicious. It has a rose of cucumber on top yeah. of it, filled with what looks to be 
like a raspberry. Yeah. Somehow a bee got in here. It looks like a flew bee, and yes. landed, landed on your cocktail. Very happy about this. So come down here, drink this with me, because I'm enjoying it. All right, the best story, to, the best way to start off the NFL, okay? Okay. Baker Mafield. Yes. All right. So Baker Mafield, who you remember, was not the rapist in Cleveland. No, no, no. He's yeah. the other one. He was the other one. Yeah, yeah. They he, didn't, that wasn't, did any weird pervy stuff. No. To unsuspecting women without their consent. And he's the guy in the commercials. Cleveland tried yeah. to paint him as a weirdo and a loser, but as it turns out, Baker. Not a weirdo and a loser. Yeah, yeah. It was Cleveland all along, and Cleveland didn't like that. He was calling them weirdos and losers. Yeah. It's not us. It's you. Yeah, no, yeah. it's actually you, no, Cleveland. It's, it's been you since Jim Brown. It's, yes. Yeah. I just hate you so much, Cleveland. Bernie Kosar couldn't even save you, you losers. Well, to be fair. To be fair. He wasn't the guy who should have been saving him. He's just. I liked his sidearm delivery. Do you remember when they tried to make Peyton Hillis a thing? It worked for a year until he had the Madden curse. It did not work for a year. Peyton Hillis was unstoppable for one year. So Baker Mayfield um, has been outplayed the entire preseason by Sam Darnold. Baker Mayfield can't hold a candle to the sunlight that is Sam Darnold. But Carolina does not care, and they decided to name Baker Mayfield their starter because in game one of the season, the Carolina Panthers play the Cleveland Browns. And I now have a reason. By the way, I'm predicting an 0-17 season for Cleveland. I'm going to go, as soon as I go and put my Albert Pools bet down, I'm also putting this bet down that the Browns don't get a 1 all year long. Well, hurry up and make the bet before they start losing, and then the odds go down. Understood. Yeah. They'll win, they'll win one game. No, they will not. The one Deshaun comes back and plays the lowly Texans. In his massage redemption game. I don't feel like Houston will let him win. They're not. They're going to try to not, I believe. I think that's the goal of almost every football game, unless you're the Miami Dolphins franchise, is to win. From the texter, sorry, Fred, but St. Loser? Oh, my God, freaking hilarious. It's going to stick. I'm sorry. The Google search re- results for Saint L mm-hmm. went from Saint Louis to Saint Lunatic, and overtaking Saint Lunatic in second place will now be Saint Loser. You're the welcome. S- the Suze joins us whenever we get back. Two men on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Michael, I feel like the rejoin music is a whisper. Am I being an idiot here? I'm trying to rock out with you. Trying to rock out. Joining us on the program, friend of the show, the Sush. Josh Sushan, how are you? I'm wonderful, gentlemen. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. What's uh, Win Bernard in the lineup tonight? Yeah, you know, as a matter of fact, I was literally just looking at the uh, lineup, and yes, Bernard is in the lineup yet again. So the. Um, okay. Rockies are playing the Rangers, and those two AAA teams are playing one another as well. And I was looking at the Texas Rangers lineup. Six of the nine in the Rangers lineup played for Round Rock earlier this year against the Isotopes. And I think it's a good reminder to people about just how good these guys are that you see. You know, like, 
Yeah. A long time ago, minor league baseball used to have this, like, you know, the stars of tomorrow, you know, guys who you see in the majors, you know, at some point. Um, seriously, six of the nine in the Rangers lineup, they played in Albuquerque in May when these two teams met. And in the Rockies lineup, seven of the ten played for the Isotopes. Two of them played this year, that being our friend and your friend, Sam Hilliard and Winston Bernard. Winton Bernard, seven games started so far, seven hits, six runs, three steals. He's not getting the walks in the eight hole, but this is a guy who's proving that he should be there and he should stay there. Is that what you're seeing? Yeah, and, I mean, he's just a guy who, I mean, shoot, we talked about this when we were asking, like, what's it going to take for him to get called up? Because trying to be realistic, you know, I don't know if this guy's going to win a batting title or be an all-star, but this guy helps you win games. And I can't remember if it was Saturday or Sunday, but he ran back. He's at the back of the warning track. He leaps. He makes a catch. He does a face plant into the wall. That saved two runs. You know, he scored the game-winning run. I think it was Saturday he had a hit uh, that drove in a run that gave the Rockies the lead. Then the Rockies lose the lead, and then he scores the game-winning run um, in the 10th or 11th inning, whatever it was. So, I mean... It's, it's not just the numbers that you see on a stat sheet. He makes plays. He just constantly does things to help you win, and Bud Black notices that. And so that's why he continues to play. He's the, look, he's the best center fielder in the organization, so there's a reason why he's out there playing center field yeah. more times than not. You know, I mean, they have other options. They can play Gritchick out there. They can play Hampson out there. They can play, I don't know if they're going to play Charlie Blackman anymore out there, but you can play Hilliard in center field, and their best option is Winston Bernard in center field because of how good he is defensively. When talking about the Triple A Club, it's a important homestand here against Round Rock. Uh, what do the next six days look like for the boys? What can the fans or the Isotopes expect to see at the ballpark? Well, let me start with this. We just played six games in Tacoma, and I said this to Warren Schaefer, and he agreed with me. I thought it was the highest level of play the entire season between two teams. It was just it was just really fun baseball. There was only three errors combined by the two teams over the course of those six games. Um, you just had pitchers pounding the strike zone. All the games were like 225 to 245 because pitchers were throwing a ton of strikes. Plays were getting made defensively. It was back and forth. It was a one-run game at some point in the eighth inning for five of the six games. The only game that wasn't, I think it was like a two- or three-run game in the eighth inning. It was just really, really high level of play between a whole bunch of really good players, a lot of whom have either been in the major leagues or were just recently in the major leagues or on rehab assignments. And so I'm hoping that carries over coming back here, you know. Um, it's always a different brand of baseball at this altitude, as we all know. But I can tell you that just from watching high-quality level of baseball, the last week was, in my opinion, and Schaefer agrees with me, the best all year. The Topes don't quit dropping bombs, leading all of the minors and homers. Are these guys going to ever be able to score that's not on a home run? <laughs> Good question. You know, they most of the runs that they have scored lately have been on home runs. Over the last two weeks, it's something like 75% of the runs that they have scored have been on home runs, right. which is both a good case and a bad case, right? Um, it's good because they hit a lot of home runs. They lead all of minor league baseball in home runs, and the home run is the easiest, fastest, best way to, to score runs. At the same time, if you're not hitting home runs, then you got to find other ways to, to score runs. And so you don't want to get too home run reliant. I think at times they have been too home run reliant. Um, I think it's also part of a philosophy that a lot of baseball people agree with these days, and that is get the ball in the air. 
especially in the Pacific Coast League. You know, when we were in Little League and our coaches told us to hit the ball on the ground, well, maybe that works when you're 10 years old, but there's no more artificial turf anymore. Hitting the ball on the ground is not a good idea. Hitting the ball in the air is a very good idea. And so now, of course, there's, there's times that you need a better balance than what the Astros have, but overall, sure. I'll still take a team that leads all of minor league baseball in home runs. You have been saying it all season long, Josh, and it's coming to fruition that Albert Pujols will hit his 700th career home run before the end of the year. What is it like to be such a Nostradamus? What's it like to just know the game so well that the best player to ever play it will do one of the most momentous things in history? And how have you been bragging about this to all your friends and family? Okay, so... I know that I wasn't planning on this, but I was actually queuing this up because I record our interview every day, and it was on May 19th that we were talking about this, and so let me play it real fast. Okay. Hey, guys, don't be surprised if Albert Pujols hits 700 home runs. I know a lot of people don't think that he has the ability to get there, but I'm telling you, he's got a flair for the dramatic, and he might hit 700 home runs. So keep this in mind in case we happen to talk about this somewhere, I don't know, let's just pick a random date, like August 23rd or so. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Hey, did you guys get that? that did that come through? That, yeah, yeah Mike, did you cut that off, Mike? Thanks, thanks, thanks Mike. Appreciate that. important thing. That's some top-level production. Oh. Digging that up on the spot. It is, uh, it's an incredible time for baseball fan. And we were talking about this in the opener, Jay, and I don't know how you feel about it, but do you feel like this story has received the attention that it deserves? Is it, is it accolade correct or is it accolade adjacent? I think it's catching people by surprise, and that's why it's not getting the type of coverage that it might otherwise. But I think that it's obviously it's picking up, and it's going to continue to pick up, and I think it's going to be one of the dominant storylines the you know, final six weeks of the season. You know, um, Look, we love round numbers, and I think that because Pujols was such a below-average player for so many years with the Angels that it was kind of easy to – forget about him and kind of give up on him but he's back where the career began and he's back playing the way that he did when he was a cardinal or maybe not that level that might be exaggeration but you know and it's not like he's doing it on a team that's in last place and it doesn't matter they're trying to win a division he's only in the lineup they think he can help them win games and get you know to the playoffs so it's really cool you know and baseball sells its nostalgia and sells its records better than anybody else and so this is um these are the types of feel-good moments that we like in baseball. Josh, I just found a really cool story yesterday. Two days ago, Tampa Bay Rays put out a lineup with out of the nine players in the starting lineup, eight of them were from different nationalities. I'll read them off for you. United States, of course, Dominican Republic, Cuba, Colombia, Venezuela, Mexico, Panama, and Taiwan to set a record for the most diverse lineup ever submitted in baseball. I know you've been here for years and you understand the international aspect of baseball. Have you ever seen anything that diverse or come anywhere close to that? Well, no, because you literally just said that it was the first time. <laughs> right? um, I, I said no, I mean, that's super cool and that's, that's, what, that's what makes baseball so special, right? Is that this is the highest level that everyone wants to reach and everyone wants to find out how they can how they compete against the best and so for you know a guy like Shohei Otani it's when do I get to the United States to see how my game stacks up against others and same thing for all around the world 
And I, I think that's what makes it really fun, right? You're not going to get that in soccer. You might get that in the English Premier League, you know, maybe. But you're not going to get that in soccer here in the United States. Um, that, baseball's a global sport, and I'm... I like that it's a global sport. I love that it's a global sport. I like that baseball is taking its act on the road that they're going to play in London next year. I like that they played in Australia in the past. Um, I think they need to continue to, to grow the sport even more. I mean, I've always thought that you think about how good Brazil is at soccer. Imagine all those great athletes from Brazil playing baseball. You know, is there the next Ricky Henderson, you know, somewhere playing soccer in Brazil? You know, um, you know I think it's great. And. I'm not surprised that it's a team like the Rays because the Rays got to find ways to do things differently because they don't have the biggest payroll. So good for them. You know, it reminds me of, I think it was 1971, the Pirates were the first team that fielded an entire starting nine that was all minorities, right? Um, it was, and so that was, that was a historic day for baseball in 1971. And, you know, um, I think the next stage is actually baseball needs to get more African Americans playing baseball. And it's working at the grassroots level. You look at four of the top five overall picks this year were African. American. Baseball used to be dominated. You watch all-star games from the 1980s. It was dominated by the best black athletes. And baseball needs to get back there, and I know they're working at it. Jay, thank you so very much. We're grabbing a break. Whenever we get back, two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. little Taco Tuesday over here at Hollow Spirits. The boys are hanging out. I don't think it's tacos. It's the special, though. They have wonderful tacos on the menu. Well, they always have a regular. The special is four cheese tortellini. Or four tortellini cheese. Which one is it? It is a four cheese tortellini. Ah, got it right the first time. We're going to have to get that before we go. 100%. Drag brunch this Sunday the 28th. Doors open at 11 a.m. Show starts at noon. No cover. Brunch buffet. Performances by just a bunch of people. Come down and hang out if you're into the drag brunch, which I kind of know a lot of people are. Yes, it's a big deal. Yeah, the drag brunch a lot of fun. slaps. That's one of the, I'd say that's the only event that I haven't done here at Hollow Spirits. All the other ones have 100% been killer. I did it one time. Also the. Hey, if, by the way. Mm-hmm. If you don't need a teaser, like brunch with drag queens and good music and fun, if that's not enough for you. That's not your thing. Let me tell you their names. Would you like to hear a couple, Fred? Uh, let's 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 table that for now and leave it as a surprise because I, I want to make sure I, I mention. any of them are. I'm going to say they're not radio safe, so let's not do it. Okay. But let's do this. Let's do August the 25th. All right. Fine, fine, East fine. Coast versus West Coast DJ battle. DJ Pandemonium and DJ Switch. It is no cover on this bad boy. You can cast your vote for your favorite as they battle it out. That'll be a good little evening if you're into DJ uh, face-to-face off. Okay. Take their face off. That's. I don't think that's how it's working. That's very dangerous. Don't forget the monthly recurring events, such as whiskey and cigar night, bartending class. I know Ian's going to be teaching one. We'll connect with Ian later in the broadcast. Tickets oh. available. Oh, you forgot about... Every New Mexico United away match, the boys go. are having a watch party right here like at Hollow Spirits. Tons of giveaways, okay. entrance into Whiskey Cigar Night. You do give away a lot of stuff at that. Yes. It's not that it pays for itself to show up here and have a good time. <laughs> it's not a lot of gift cards. We're not even a lot good of merch. at it. People just show up for the stuff. Well, I always have somebody with me. Not last time. I, I didn't have a co-host last time. Rolled solo. But I usually have somebody with me who knows wildly more about the New Mexico United than I do. I think I'm just the fanboy for the black and yellow. Yeah. 
Anything besides that, I Google. You're not an expert. Not an expert All right. on the game of soccer or the New Mexico United. I'm glad you mentioned the game. Just a passionate supporter. But you didn't mention the Game of Thrones. Okay. We go sports to Jason every so often in this program. We're going to do it right now in the 5 o'clock hour. Did you watch House of the Dragons Corpse? I, House of a Thousand Dragon Corpse. I watched House of Dragons last night. Okay. And uh, I wasn't edge of my seat entertainment the whole night. I didn't think it was that captivating. Yep. But it was a good program. What was I, I liked it. I'm hooked. I'm into it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm going on the ride. All right. I'm immediately out on it. It's possibly the worst HBO thing that I've ever seen. And I watched True Blood. I watched Game of Thrones. Everything it seems that HBO has ever done has been very bad. It set a record for the most watched premiere of any show in the history of television. The House of Dragon did? Correct. Okay. To me... Over two and a half million people watched the premiere. That's a record. Live? That's a record. Yeah, I watched it live. So I, I watched it on a streaming service. And maybe I need a watch party thing. Maybe I need to get the boys together. Maybe I need a positive energy around it. Because I think I have, first of all, I think I have a problem with sandals and swords. I don't think that is... That's not your forte. It's, That's it, not your milieu, no. if you will. And one of my favorite things of all things of all time ever is Gladiator with Russell Crowe. Ah, swords and sandals. Swords and sandals. Contradictory of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm just so hung up on how bad this thing is. I don't see why you thought it was bad. It wasn't even below average. First of all... It was average with the potential to ascend into good. Here's some just... I'll give you my first big problem. I, right. know, I know you got a lot of problems okay. to rattle off. Yeah, hundreds. I have one. All right. One big one. And that's Matt Smith's face. Who's Matt Smith? He's the, 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 the prince of the city, the head of the city watch. He used to be Doctor Who a couple doctors ago. Okay, obviously you're talking his about a bunch face, of nerd face, crap that I don't know anything about. His face does not match what I think a Targaryen should look like. It's it doesn't it doesn't work. So a Targaryen aesthetically it does not work. A Targaryen is a wonderful actor. Looks like the twins from the second Matrix movie. So if you're thinking of mm-hmm. what a Targaryen looks like, yes, that looks like the two blonde sword twins. Correct from the second Matrix. Yes, that's it. That's yeah. the definition. I think sharper features, more attractive sharper features. Yes, except for the they, kids. The, except for the kids that they had to get rid of because of all the disgusting Targaryen inbreeding. They look as if. The blonde bad guys from the Matrix, if they were sexier. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I have a huge problem with writing. I have a huge problem with TV shows and really any medium that refuses to give its characters real names. I hate. Agon, and I mean. You know, like the Aegon, Bagon, Dagon, no. Sagon, Gagon. I hate with a passion all of those. Okay. Just name your people Matt Smith. Uh-huh. If his name is Matt Smith, I know who you're talking about. But when you're talking about Sherlumpledoopledee, uh. I don't know if that is a human being. I don't know if that is a dragon. I don't know if that is an uh, an orc. I don't know if that is a griffin. I don't know because these are not human being names. I need real names. The, the man who strikes fear in the heart of every man. In the King's Landing, yeah. the prince of the Targaryens, mm-hmm. the head of the City Watch, yeah. 
Steve. Did, thank you. <laughs> That's no, no, that doesn't work. It, it's all right. That whole intro that you just gave. <laughs> then you give like a, like you give a name that makes sense, like like Steve the Ripper. No, you're like okay. Nope. Oh, he's the Ripper. No, nope. okay. Hey, yes. the best name Fic- in the fic- fictional historical lands that have dragons and swords and one black dude with blonde dreadlocks. Which they I have hated. weird names. Yeah, they have weird names. The one black dude with dreadlocks hey, is I, a complete rip off. By of the way, Thor. Most, most equal opportunity human being there is right here, Mr. Van, yes. Mr. Van Allen. Yeah. Family. But still, like, hey, 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 don't bleach out Come your on. locks. Come on. Come on. Hey. One, just one black guy? It's just, by chance, there's just one black guy in the Targaryens. How? How? You need to, you need to explain this first scene. <laughs> yeah. Make this, Get this make one. Sense. Get this one out of the way. Let's figure this one you out. Have a, a, a whole city, a whole family, thousands of years mm-hmm. of these blonde albinos yes. that can tame dragons. Right. And then one brother with dreadlocks that was, somehow in the family. Was a different energy. Again. Yeah. Equal opportunity. Hey, and I'm, Everyone deserves a shot. Theater of the mind. Yeah. You don't even have to necessarily explain it to me. Yeah. Just give me a plausible scenario where just this thing makes sense. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and also, the best name character in this whole thing is just the Hound, which is a realistic name. You put the word the in front of Hound, and that is a name. Fred's a simple man, boys. In the first of the show. Game of Thrones, the dude's name is Robert. Mm-hmm. Cool. The Baratheon. The, hey, last names are what they are. I just need first names. The guy's name is John. Like One of them. Yes. Now, you're going to tell me everyone else's name is Descard, Baycard, A-card, D-card, C-card, G-card, F-card, yes. yeah. Z-card, uh-huh. V-card. Yes. Like, V-card? Are we talking about the same thing here? Yeah. yeah. Like, what are, yeah. what are we taking from these people? Kingdoms or, or virginity? Like, I don't know if I get the purpose of just trying to confuse your fan base and just saying that your your main characters need need to be named Ocelotian. There were so many gons. One of the <laughs> so char- many gons. One of the characters' name was Gagon. Yeah, is and, that real? In this, yeah, it's really in the in the the lineage of oh, the Targaryens. Gosh. There's a Gagon. That's unacceptable. That's pretty sweet though. Like way back then, they had a gay guy, they had a black guy. So good for them. Very progressive. Thousands of years ago, in a fictional land, yeah, I'm- they were way ahead of the curve. There's also a ton of presumed knowledge with this thing. Like, if you're introduced to this show, and you, like, maybe were a child the years ago when Game of Thrones came out and ruined everyone's life. Sure. Like, if you're a sweet baby, precious baby Khaleesi right now, and you just turned eight years old and you started watching this thing, you don't get it. Yeah. No, there's zero backstory here. It makes no sense. And if you're like, okay, I'll just take it all from context clues, and like, what I see on the screen. It's shot in a cave. The whole there's a zero lights on the set. I think you need to check your aspect ratio and all of your settings for your television because on mine it was beautiful. Like no. the cinematography was great. There were a lot of color. It was brighter than you described because you saw it before I did. Yeah. Luckily you didn't give me any spoilers. No, besides. I would never. Your only spoiler was it sucked. Yeah, that's well, that's <laughs> the one I gave. Yeah. The, there was one scene where they're outside and they're they're doing like like um. Do you ever see that movie Heath Ledger where he rides like a uh, horse? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's, and it's got rock and roll music. What's the name of this? 
Uh, yeah, uh, it's Knight's it's, Tale. Yeah, it's got Paul Bettany in it. Yeah, it was horrible. So, no. It was horrible. No, 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 no. It's the perfect combination of horse riding and stick fighting and rock and roll music if you had to combine those three things together. Look, House of Dragons had everything you want out of a Game of Thrones fantasy swords and sandals thing. In the first 15 minutes, somebody gets beheaded. There's beef in the family. Wait, there was a beheading? There, was, there were multiple. The dude got his dong cut off. You missed that. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, you missed me with that. When the, when the city guard, like, went and got all the criminals, like, whether they were guilty or not, one dude got beheaded and one, one dude got depenist. I don't even know if that's, like, the proper, proper medical term there. But he got his dong cut off I don't, on national television. I don't. So, but that means nothing. But to me. so there was like an orgy with like boobs out. No. There was like threatening conversations. There's already established a good guy no. and a bad guy. Me with all there that. were dragons. It's got everything you want so far. It had nothing. It had it had literally nothing. It it's got forced narrative. It already has the exact same main character from the last one reinvented in this one. So the main character girl from the last one, which was just like a, a Mary Sue, if you've ever seen one, just everything just came to her so incredibly easily. What do you mean? Like a princess? No, no. It's like a, it's like a riding trope where like, like no matter what you attempt to do, you're perfect at it. Okay. Yeah. And that's what the, it's, it's literally the same character just written again. It like looks to, the same. Like to you, like in your head, logically, there's no way that this young girl who's been in a family of people who ride dragons for thousands of years, you're saying there's no way that she has the ability to ride a dragon. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Oh. I'm saying of the one thing that should come easily, mm. cool. I mean, I guess that's the one. But I'm saying when everything comes to you, that's when it doesn't make sense to me. So if we end up like in, in the next episode of this deal where this girl is like the exact same character. What was the girl's name in the first one? Khaleesi? If it's the exact same thing again, I don't even know the new girl's Daenerys. name. Daenerys. That's the new ones? No, no, that's the old one. Oh, okay. So I don't even know the new one's name. Uh, but it's... Janaris. It, oh, gosh. Or is it Banaris? It's... Shanaris. Shanaris. Come on in. It's not good. Uh, do not watch it unless you want to be in on, on making fun of this deal, because not for me. Let's grab one. Whenever we get back, back to the sports and sports-adjacent content, as we're going to talk a little bit about the NFL and the Dallas Cowboys. They're in the news for uh, the right reasons this time, Van. Ah, yes. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Live from Hollow Spirits. It's been a good program thus far. Thank you for joining us on Comcast Channel 26. AM, FM, wherever it is. Van stepped away for a moment. Just me and you, Mikey. You see where the Antonio, Antonio Brown? Did you see where the New York Yankees overtook the Dallas Cowboys as the like highest cost evaluated like sports franchise in the world? Did you see where yeah. the Yankees overtook the Cowboys earlier this year? Yeah, I saw that. So Van says the Cowboys are back at the top. Eight bill is what you said the Cowboys are worth. Eight billy, eight billy, eight billy, eight billy, eight billy, eight billy. What is that? <laughs> that is a Little Wayne song. <laughs> but it's called a Millie. Black and gold, black and the gold. The Cowboys are worth way more than Little Wayne's estimate. Little Wayne, Packers fan. Vital, do you know that? Yeah, he's a big time Packers fan. 
Yeah, well, he's also into drugs, so him and Aaron <laughs> Rodgers have a lot in common. You see the Chris Brown concert came to town? Yeah, last Friday. What kind of loser do you have to be to go to a Chris Brown concert? Um, like what? A like, easily impressionable 25 to 45-year-old woman who's not against domestic violence. Is there a large sector of people not against domestic violence that I don't realize? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There there's, is. A lot, there's a lot of indifference, currently and historically. You would be surprised. I'm very surprised. It's a part of a lot of people's culture. Me, we need to grow out of it. Dallas Cowboys are worth $8 billion. New England Patriots, 6.4. Los Angeles Rams, 6.2. New York Giants, 6. So I'm looking at this, and what it basically means is you can be worth a lot of money even if you don't win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think yeah. about what they'd be worth if they won. Yeah, it's their fan base... And that part of Texas is rewarding mediocrity to the tune of $8 billion. That's a lot. The least valued franchise is the Cincinnati Bengals, and they were in the freaking Super Bowl last year yeah. with only a $3 billion evaluation. That's probably a lot of that has to do with stadium and real estate holdings. It's not just the success of your team. I guess city size has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Dallas is huge. Dallas is huge. The New England area is huge. Boston's huge. Los Angeles is huge. New York is huge. Chicago's number five. That place is huge. And then the Commanders. Well, again, big metro. How has he not ran that into the ground? He's tried so hard to ruin that franchise, and it just keeps rising from the ashes like a friggin' phoenix and still holds value. Speaking of Phoenix, where's the Phoenix Cardinals? Where, where are they where, at? Where, where are they, where where are they, they at? on the list? <laughs> <laughs> the thing that's so interesting to me about it is it's how you get to those numbers, right? Because obviously the stadium down in Dallas is worth a grip. The state, I guess the stadium in New England is probably the crappiest one, and it's not crappy at all. But the L.A. stadium, and then you got to start thinking about operating costs too because what's it cost to run these things? And I'll, We'll use like Jerry Jones as an example because he is the one for the class. So Jerry Jones owns the building. He didn't take no tax dollars. He's like, I got this thing. Yeah. Jerry Jones owns the parking lot. He owns the catering. He owns the food distributor that brings it. He owns the uh, waste management company that takes the... Tra- I mean, so Jerry Jones has a lot of costs, but he's only paying himself. Yeah, and you're worth $8 billion. That's a pretty good line of credit to build a new parking lot. <laughs> Or to get free agents that will make you more competitive and be worth somewhere anywhere close to your value. But that's not for me to judge. Also, let's judge the Cowboys a little bit. What do you say? I think the Yankees should be worth more than the Cowboys. I don't know what the Yankees are currently worth. The Dallas Cowboys aren't a worldwide brand. The Yankees are a worldwide brand. I mean, the, the Cowboys star, it's iconic. Everyone who knows anything about sports knows about the Dallas Cowboys star. $7 billion. But everyone in the world knows that NY, knows that that's the New York Yankees, knows that they're the legendary baseball team, has merch. Like, you see the NY movies, music. I mean, I've told this story before, but... I was on vacation in Vietnam in Southeast Asia, and I saw more New York Yankees hats than any other hats. 
and I'm talking also those pointy hats that they wear in Asia. There were more Yankees hats per capita than any other type of hat. Like the worldwide influence, I can't, I don't understand the, the valuation going over $8 billion. But then again, that's Forbes. I don't think Forbes cares about my opinion at all. I think I knew the Yankees were bigger than everything when Short Round wore a Yankees hat in Indiana Jones. There you go. I would say worldwide, Yankees number one, without question. Number two, Chicago Bulls? Yeah. Maybe? The ghost of Michael Jordan still hanging over that franchise, making them relevant. Then maybe the Lakers? Worldwide, I would guess. The, no, no, the Bulls worldwide, right? Right? Yeah, you would think. It's got to be the Bulls. Hey, but good on Jerry Jones. Good on the Cowboys. A lot of Charlotte Hornets t-shirts came out of the oh, that's 90s. Just, that's just fashion, That's baby. fashion. That's yeah, fashion, no, no, baby. Don't have nothing to do with <laughs> Nothing to do with the product on the court or the popularity. It's just that purple and aqua are friggin' sweet together. Eight Billy, though. You called it. Some surprises from this one closer to the bottom, which I wouldn't think, is the Arizona Cardinals. Phoenix is, I believe, the fourth largest media market now. Wow. So so you would think they need to figure it out. Even Tom Brady couldn't bring Tampa Bay out of the bottom 20. But like you said, it's not necessarily about the product on the field. It's about kind of everything that goes into the surroundings. And also, like, Shad Khan has all the money. Yeah. Like, why are the Jaguars not worth more? Because I guess it's not based off him. Yeah. That's, we were talking about that with Tom Brady the other day. Tom Brady's worth all the money in the world. But he still took out, like, almost a milli for the TB12 brand from PPE loans. PPP loans. I mean, well, that's just taking advantage of the system. That's just having a good accountant. That's not based on need whatsoever. Well, yeah, but, I mean, that shows it's a business, right? Because if, if you have a business that you just bankroll from your own personal successful finances, that's not a business. It's just like a hobby. Like You think Jerry Jones has a hobby and that's why the Cowboys suck? That's not the coldest take. <laughs> You know, it's in you know, there's good branding there and you know, we we'll use the the uh Micah Parsons stuff. Like Micah Parsons is shouldn't have been a first round draft pick. It's cool that he was defensive player of the year or rookie of the year or whichever one he was. But the, I mean they pushed that the right way. Now is he gonna help them win Super Bowls? He's not. Well he's one of eleven. He's the best linebacker on pro football focus, which I trust. Yeah, but that doesn't win you Super Bowls. One person does not win you Super Bowls, correct. Oh no, 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 no. Tom Brady. No, no, no. Tom Brady still needs a team. No. No. No, he does not. Okay, I would love to take this Pepsi challenge. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Has won a Super Bowl with every team he's ever played with. All two. Congratulations. It's a good stat. 100%. You put Brady on the Bears, they're better, but they're still not a Super Bowl team. No, they are. You put Tom Brady on the Seahawks. They're way better. They're not a Super Bowl team. All right, let's 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 use the Seahawks as an example. Right now, who's the better contender for the Super Bowl? Tampa Bay or Seattle? Tampa Bay. Correct. Right now, who's the better competitor for the Super Bowl? Tampa Bay or Dallas? Tampa Bay. Yeah, and it's not – it's it's only because of one guy. No, it's 53 guys, but the one guy helps a lot. I can name a lot of NFL players. Okay. 
I can name all the quarterbacks. What do Trent Dilfer and Tom Brady have in common? Uh, they both have sweet TV contracts. <laughs> cool. There it is. <laughs> yep. That's it. That's a common denominator, sure. They're both Super Bowl champs. If, if Trent Dilfer can do it, Tom Brady better be able to do it ten times. Well, hold up. Yeah. Cause, and I'm not the guy that's trying to go Fuji's here. Okay. But Trent Dilfer, one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom Brady, yeah. every time. Yeah. Seven out of ten. That's pretty good. But if good. Trent Dilfer can do it, Tom Brady better be able to do it 20 times. All those times that Tom Brady didn't win the Super Bowl, the loser. The if Tom Brady's that good, he should win it every year. When Tom Brady, Why doesn't he win it every year? Because the surrounding pieces weren't as good that year. When Trent Dilfer won the Super Bowl, the starting quarterback at the beginning of that year, Tony Banks. Mm. That's how good that Baltimore Ravens team was. Until what? Oh, I don't know. The emergence of Tom Brady. And then whenever Baltimore, Baltimore couldn't get over the hump again because Tom Brady's there now. Well, they, Tr- they won it with Joe Flacco. The Trent Dilfer year? A separate year, Joe Flacco. Yeah, not Trent Dilfer. No. That's what I'm right. saying. Yeah. Whenever whenever Tom Brady was like, oh, I'm here now. Because one of the Ravens team with Trent Dilfer, is that 2000? I think it is. Whenever, Early 2000, yeah. Yeah, because Rams 99, Ravens 2000, they just left Cleveland. 2001. New England Patriots led by Tom Brady. It was over for him. Like his his dynasty, which what did you say, seven out of ten, and he's played twenty two years. Right. He makes it every other year. Dak Prescott, or as you call him, hard fifteen, is never going to make a Super Bowl when the guys that are helping him are Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons doesn't play offense. Again, you I don't think you understand that there's two different teams that they trot out. Every single game, we watch, 11 of them play offense, 11 of them play defense. We watched Kevon Thibodeau the other day uh-huh. just take one off the knee. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much that affected the Giants' Super Bowl aspirations this season? Zero. Zero. You could put Tom Brady on the Giants. They will still suck. Now they'll win a Super Bowl. Say Colin Barkley had the best year of his whole life. They'll be significantly better, but they're not a Super Bowl team. They put a pass option up there? Shoot. I put them in the Super Bowl right now. Tom Brady didn't win the Super Bowl what, 16 times in his career? Not because Tom Brady isn't Tom Brady, because Tom Brady didn't have that for the other 53-man roster. If the front office goes to Tom Brady in Tampa Bay and says, hey, I think we're going to take this linebacker to start this thing out, Tom Brady's going to go, no. Yeah. No, we're going to try to win instead. Or if the front office says, hey, Tom, we got to shave some money. We're going to get rid of the best receiving group in all of football. We're going to get rid of a top five offensive line and we're going to get rid of all these good defensive players you're tom brady you can do that by yourself right and tom brady says damn it i should have went to miami no what tom brady says is yeah i'll get everyone to sound back real cheap watch julio that's how it works you got to grab one when we get back more of the program man what do we got at 5 30 oh this one's good too more that's nfl talk oh i'm excited about this one Is your favorite player everyone else's favorite player? Probably. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. Welcome back to Hollow Spirits. A lot of the friends of the show are out right now. Good Lord, I love this place. There's so many people here. Got that patio upstairs. What up? Got that shaded patio downstairs. What up? Got that cool inside vibe. What up? Edit symbols everywhere you look. You're about that Edison Bulb life. I am. Look at my mustache. Can't you tell I like pallets and Edison bulbs? Saw a guy in a Cardinals hat. Yeah? 
Albert Pohl's got that energy, dog. The guy in the Cardinals hat, is it that fedora? Is that what you're calling a Cardinals hat? No, no, no. No? This guy in the back of the house. Oh. Top 10 NFL jersey sells, okay? You want me to go from 10 to 1 or 1 to 10? 10 to 1. Choose your heart. All right. Coming in at number 10. Okay. All right. I don't have numbers. I don't know how many are sold. I don't know what this is based off of. Okay. But here's the list. It's from Forbes. Well, okay. Like those cowboy numbers, the exact same. Is it total dollars? Is it number of units? Is it, I don't know. Unit. All right. Nice. Give me a struggle getting through this one. Okay. Number 10. I'm not joking on any of this. These are real. Baker Mayfield. As it should be. He is a wildly popular professional athlete who just moved to a new team. You got to support your boy, get a new jersey. Okay. Okay. That makes total sense. Number nine. By the way, it does show the support out there for Baker Mayfield. Yes. Cleveland was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to sell it. We're going to go ahead and trade away a top 10 merch mover. You losers, idiots. Baker Mayfield has won a playoff game. He's won a Heisman Trophy. He was the number one overall pick. He is very funny in commercials. Don't listen to Colin Cowherd. You should root for this guy. I literally told you that five years ago. What? I told you I when we moved to town. When I moved to town here five years ago, Baker Mayfield was doing his fighting with Colin Cowherd, and you're like, this is the most entertaining, most important thing in the whole world. And I was like, that dude is an idiot. An entertaining idiot, though. Very entertaining. That's why he's on our network. Number nine in the top ten, by the way, sitting behind your boys. Number nine in the top ten, Kenny Pickett. Ah. Kenny Pickett. Okay. I like that of, one. A lot of support in uh, Steelerland. He's a, well, he's a top five quarterback all time. Small hands. Well, don't matter. Yeah. I ain't scared of gloves. You ain't afraid of no goats? Hey, Peyton Manning wore gloves. Kurt Warner wore gloves. Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon, Teddy Bridgewater. Well, you know, yeah. you know, in a minute there. There's some dudes out there who have done them with clubs. A lot of people. A lot of guys. Especially in baseball. Number eight, and I don't know who this cat is. That's a good one. Who is Max Crosby? Ah, oh, the defensive end for the Raiders. I am insanely surprised he's in the top ten. Double X. I looked at all of them. I looked at all these names in the top ten. I, actually, I looked at the top 20. Not going to rub it in. But, uh. Max Crosby's the biggest surprise to me. Like, they got a brand-new, flashy, sexy, wide receiver, mm-hmm. and they're still wearing the jersey defensive end. That's cool. Good for you, Max does he Crosby. Have like a, does he have, like, a weird political affiliation or something we don't know about? Does oh, he have like he's got to be something, right? He's got to be something. No. He's got a huge family. He's like, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, fam, look, the jersey numbers are about to come out. I need you to buy one yeah. for everyone you know. Put it out there. I need to be in the top ten. Yeah. Also, a, also legally, I'm going to add another X to the end of my name. What you just described is literally how people cheese the New York Times bestseller. Because, mm. yeah, because yeah, I don't know if you know this, Michael, but to be a New York Times bestseller, you have to, in your debut week, sell 1,000 books to 100 different outlets. So you can't sell 1,000 books to, like, Walmart. That doesn't count. Okay. But you have to sell a total of 1,000 books to 100 different consumers. Mm. So what people do, and if you look, the New York Times bestsellers list is every book that comes out yeah because these publishing companies know how to get it into the hands of right 100 different people well who whose book was it like ted cruz's was bought by his own super pack they bought like a hundred thousand copies yeah. of his own book checks out yeah yeah it's always that yeah mac jones number seven okay Back then they didn't want him no now 
He's hot. They're all on him. I buy the Alabama one. Mac Jones. Number six, and I'm surprised it's outside the top five, Tom Brady in jersey sales. Tom Brady's six? Yeah. Okay, that's not that surprising. Why? I'm surprised that he is in the top ten at all because why don't you already have a Tom Brady jersey? Nice. You should already have a Brady jersey. How How aren't they not all sold the first year he was on the Bucks? Makes, that makes zero sense that he's back in the top ten. I'd wear a number ten Michigan Wolverines. Number five, T.J. Watt. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, because so many Watts. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. It could, I mean, it might be a different Watt. They just got the wrong acronym up front. Top four is correct. Justin Herbert, number four. Check. Jonathan Taylor, number three. Check. Joe Burrow, number one. Check. And your boy... Jacob Allen, first overall, the quarterback for the Lily Allen. Buffalo Bills. Um, uh, Josh Allen is my dude, friend of the show, OG friend of the show. No, I've been repping Josh Allen this whole friggin' time. LFG. Since the jump. Bills Mafia. We have a friend here in town who is a TV personality who went to the University of Wyoming. And the story that she tells all the time is about how she shot her shot at Josh Allen and he wouldn't have her. Aww. And I think about this story every time that we bring up Josh Allen, where I say, didn't work out for everyone. Just, okay. Yeah, I can't Starting sure quarterback. Starting quarterback. Collegiate football team. Tall and handsome. Yeah. You know, people are shooting their shot with him every friggin' day That's of his life. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 Hey, can I get your notes? No. Oh, that, it's got to be more complex than that. Okay. When we get back, we're going to sit down with Hollow Spirits, talk about what's going on here this week. We're going to talk about specials and uh, the life of love that is Hollow Spirits. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program, back live from Hollow Spirits. Ian Bahi joining us. He's behind the bar tonight. You come in to get one. He'll be the one to give you one. And if you want one, well, you want one with us, we'll be here till 615, at least on the air. I'm sure we'll kick it with you for a little bit. I mean, what's up with that four cheese tonight? Oh, Jesus Christ. I like. I, I went in the back. I had it like myself a little while ago. I think I inhaled it. Like, I don't remember breathing. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't remember breathing when I was eating it. Like, it was all one motion. It's, it's excellent, though. Uh, we're doing like a four cheese uh, ravioli type of thing this week. Uh, it's got, well, it's a tortellini, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's got sauteed bacon, garlic, uh, Roma tomatoes. Okay. Uh, uh, vodka cream sauce, which we're making mm, with like our house uh, vodka into like a nice cream sauce. So, so for all of our simple friends out there, that's the orange sauce. That's the one. That's yeah. the guy. That's the uh, mm-hmm. not too red, not too white. It's a little mixy boy. Yeah, we call it. Uh, it's that's a, what we, what we like a, here. It's like a Trumpy sauce. Mm. It's like uh, is it? Uh, what? No, <laughs> no, it's not. That's not the. You're thinking of Alfredo. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. There we uh-huh. go. That's so, that's the sauce that stormed the capital. Uh, oh that have to be awful sauce to, <laughs> to storm the capital. But no, it's gonna uh, it's a good one here tonight. Obviously, that's the food on menu. But I mean, what's the drink special? But uh, what's the drink special? Yeah, this week? Then, what do you uh, like making behind the bar, Ian? I like I like making everything. Honestly, I don't yeah. dislike making any drink. Like it's always a pleasure just to show up and get paid to do what I love. There we go. Uh, but this week we have a special coming from one of our new bar members. Uh, his name's Noah. It's Welcome, called, Noah. Yeah, yeah. And it's called the Berry Cookie Drink. So like um, very like berries and cucumber kind. Of a riff on that. Uh, that's got a cucumber infused Hollow Spirits vodka, mm-hmm. our ultra berry syrup, which is what we're calling like all of our berries made into a simple syrup. Super a little bit of honey, uh, lemon juice, and we're topping it with so- soda water. And this really, really cool. Like, so it's uh, healthy. Yeah, I mean, well, it, you could say it's healthy. You know, you're, yeah. it, it gets off as like a drinkable salad, I suppose, like a berry salad. 
Uh, but it's got a really cool garnish on top, and that's kind of the, the selling point right there. Come check out the garnish. It's really pretty. Kind of the only salad I want. If you're hoping to make the whiskey and cigar night this month, mm-hmm. my apologies, friends. It's too late. Oh. You have to wait till the third Thursday in September. But I heard a lot of great things about whiskey and cigar night. I've attended two myself. Okay. They're an absolute blast. Fred, we got to get you up there for well, one. Well, you know me. What it, what's your favorite spirit here to use? Do you have, like, a go-to that you're like, like, I like this to be the base of my drink. This is the bedrock of what I do here. In, in general, I like to go with like a gin approach. I feel like a lot of people see gin as like an old-time style where they're like, oh, man, this is going to be just in-my-face juniper and whatnot. But like a lot yeah. of my favorite like tropical tiki cocktails are gin-based. And so I always go with a nice gin approach. Uh, my favorite spirit of all time, though, is like whiskey. So um, I'm a brown spirit. Yeah, yeah. mine is team. Uh, <laughs> team spirit? Team spirit. I love it. Is that uh, what it smells like? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But um, uh, here in-house, my favorite is probably our Rio Chocolate Malt or our Think Tank, which is um, the chocolate malt's a single malt whiskey that we um, collabed with Rio Bravo on, kind of give it a little bit of a nice little chocolate finish on the peaty up front taste of it. Um, and then our Think Tank was a collab that Donna, Frank, uh, and a couple of our other investors. The ownership group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of all came together when we had lost our distiller over the COVID time, um, and they just whipped up a batch of whiskey that they, you know, that would be pretty good, and I love it. Honestly, they they don't like it too much. I don't know why. It's <laughs> it's fantastic. I think they're just, it's one of those things where you like you don't like your own cooking because you smelt it cooked the whole time. Uh, you know sure, I mean? sure, sure. So they're very critical, but I think it's excellent. You are you co- made me for the first time. I'm pretty sure it's the first time I've ever had one a Ramos gin. Fit. Yeah, yeah. I've had a slow gin, but that was absolutely phenomenal. I appreciate that, man. Uh, what, what goes into one of those guys? A, a Ramos is a classic. It comes to you from New Orleans. Um, it's. Uh, it's regarded as one of like the hardest drinks to make, so like it's just one of those things. I'm like, let me show off the chops, you know, like I'll let you know you can come in here and also get really good classic cocktails in addition to what we offer on the menu. Uh, but a Ramos uh, gin fizz is essentially just gin, lemon, lime juice, uh, orange blossom water, which kind of helps it so breathe good. a little bit. So uh, heavy cream, egg whites, and then uh, a lot of shaking, and then a little bit of soda water to pop the head at the top. I like to do a little orange zest on mine just to give you the orange flavor That's through great. your old factory without actually you know tasting it. But yeah. uh, one of my favorites. Ian Bahi joining us, and he is going to teach the bartending class this September here at Hollow Spirits. You've done one of these before? No, no. Actually, well, I've, I've taught people before. I've never done one here yeah. at Hollow Spirits. Uh, normally, they're headed by Z, so they're just trying to mix it up a little bit. Um, I want to go a little more in depth on this one, so I want to like invite uh, other bartenders who are just looking to add okay. something to their book. You know, nice. like I mean, obviously the everyday consumer can come and join and check it out, but like I want to throw a couple of techniques in there that you know could help you elevate your game. Now, hear me yeah. out. You have people coming to take the class, but instead of them making one drink, they make two, and then I come and help. Yeah. So and I, and I will I will not necessarily I'll consume. I'll be the. Con- that sounds like a great job. I love yeah. this plan. Because you got some bartenders that are like catch and release fishermen. Yes. They only want to make the drink. They don't want to drink it. Yeah. That's what the boys are here for. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you, know, you know that move when you go to like like super busy bar and they don't have, and they just do the straw in, taste it. That's kind and, of what I got to do most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's a tease. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'll do that except I'll just, I'll, well, I'll just drink it all. Forget, yeah. forget yeah. the straw move. So you get all your tickets, whiskey and cigar night, bartending class, drag brunch. Um, on hollowspirits.com. Oh, it's a clever name. Hollowspirits.com. Yeah, I'm glad it was available. Ian, anything we missed before we cut you loose? I don't think you guys missed anything, but we do appreciate you guys coming out and doing this for us. Congratulations on being the number one talk we, show. We're having a little in bit the, of luck in the, right now. In the history of the world. In the history of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Ever. beat Jim Rome. I mean, we that's beat, all that matters. Jim who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Ian, thank you so very much. Yeah, Ian Bahi, come down and see he behind the bar. Uh, can't miss him. Got a dome on him. Yes, sir. He, uh, what, what do you call that? A little carrot top over there? What yeah, it, like? like, it was like, um, I don't know, like, what's his name from The Simpsons? The oh, Sideshow Bob. Bob. Yeah, uh, like he's just, yeah. yeah, going to work, you yeah. know. Like. <laughs> Ian's like, if I could be pineapple on top, let's go. Yeah, like, let's just do it. Iconic look. <laughs> Wherever you back, we wrap this one off and hand it over to Isotopes Baseball. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The Sports Animal. Proud to be a cumulus media station. Even if they're not that proud of us. Now, now betting, betting for the, for sports, the sports Animal. animal. Your, Your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number, Number two, two men, men on, Van Nunley and, and Fred Slow. Slow. And, and in the on-deck on circle, circle. Robert, Robert Buck D. Gibson. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Back on the program. Welcome back. Good show today from Hollow Spirits. I have so much fun here. If you just left work, come down here. We're here. I know you got to head home. I know you got whatever's going on. You want to catch Hard Knocks tonight? Come see your boys at Hollow Spirits. You can stream Hard Knocks anytime this week. Shoot, streaming here. Here's the thing: we host United watch parties here. We know how to turn the TV on. Yeah, make it work. Figure it out. Okay. I never thought of that. A Hard Knock watch party would be pretty sweet here. That giant television. You need a drinking game on the list. You need a drinking game so fast. Every time Dan Campbell says "brother." Every time you see the word grit on something, <laughs> take a drink. Whenever they say Detroit versus everybody. Oh, God, I hate Detroit versus everybody. You hit the bong. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Campbell. <laughs> Obviously, again, like just summoning his inner art of war. Mm-hmm. He's like, do not be versus everybody. Allow everybody to be versus you. Like, you, you're not actually from Detroit, Dan. Like, Dan you don't... So, Dan, like a, a lot of Chinese food lately, huh? Yeah. Like, a lot yeah. of fortune cookies in your life. And then, Hey, you tell Dan a lot of fortune cookies in your life, and he's the first guy to be like, yeah, and you know there's a bonus fortune if you go on their website? Like, that's <laughs> Dan. <laughs> yeah, so I played my lucky numbers, right? Didn't win, but it was like a cool experience. I met a fun guy at the gas station. I guess you met a fun guy at the gas station. Weird sight. <laughs> got one last sports story for the day. This is from Adam Shine. You know Adam Shine? No, not personally. He, uh, what is he like in his, his off-duty life? Do you stay the night at his mom's house? What's this relationship you have with Adam Shine? He hosts mornings on Mad Dog Sports on Sirius XM. Oh, okay. So That's different. Quote from Adam Shine. This is the most embarrassing, saddest, pathetic quarterback competition of all time between Drew Locke and Geno Smith. That's sad. The Seahawks are a disaster, and this is where hope goes to die. Woof. Okay. Man. Uh, I guess spin it if you got it. Yeah. Uh, somebody really wants the number one overall draft pick. From what I hear, it's a really good uh, quarterback-heavy draft class next year. So anything in the top ten or so, you should be fine. My question is, why do you still have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett if you have the two get them gone? The two worst quarterbacks in the NFL. These guys are wasted. Get them on that roster. Well, they don't need to trade for a first round draft pick because they're already going to have the first one. 
So that's okay. So uh-huh. you just factor that in. Well, you get multiple. That's better. That's, yes, <laughs> you do need yeah, that. that's better. And Seattle's fan base is so fervent that you can have a few down years, and Seattle will just be right back loving you and being the 12th man. Like, that's... The sediment, this is where hope goes to die. Uh-huh. Doesn't make for any sense years. for a team that's <laughs> had a winning record every year for the last 10 years except for last year. That part there is a little loss. Everything else is spot on, though. My boy Drew Locke, University of Missouri grad, terrible. Terrible. See, here's the problem. Geno Smith sucks. Drew Locke, we, we use words like terrible, like sucks like the worst yeah you're you're just quoting me they're just the 33rd and 34th best quarterbacks the nfl that just so happen to be battling each other it's if you're a professional athlete yeah and you're the worst player on your team you are an amazing professional that's a good point so drew Locke. And Geno Smith, have them go down to your local boys and girls club, and they will throw footballs through your children. They have cannons for arms. They're amazing athletes. They're just not great compared to these upper echelon guys that every team wishes they had. Drew Locke, at no point in his career, will be Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. His ceiling is way below that. Geno Smith has done a wonderful job filling in for more talented starting quarterbacks his career. Geno Smith is a competent NFL quarterback. So I'll bite. But compared to the big dogs, yes, they suck. Yes, fanboy, they're horrible. Yes, Seahawks 12th man, you're in for a long season. You ready for me to bite? Okay, ready to go. The 2006 Raiders, can you name their quarterbacks? 2006? Yep. Uh, Geno Smith. Nope. <laughs> Drew Locke. Uh-uh. <laughs> Aaron Brooks. Ooh, that's a good one. Marcus Tuliapasopo. Ah, uh, blast from the past. And Andrew Walter. Combined these three quarterbacks with Randy Moss on the squad. Okay. Seven total passing touchdowns on the season. Okay. So the bar is set very it's low. very low. The 22-23 Seahawks can only go up from the 06 Raiders. I should have got Aaron Brooks. I should have got Aaron Brooks. I'm kind of upset about that one. <laughs> you should not have if got you, Aaron Brooks. If you would have said, I, I, except for Pacific Islandery, I couldn't pick Tuiasa Sopo out of a lineup. Like, there's no way. Like what he looked like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I could have picked him out of the lineup. There's no way. It's crazy to have that kind of talent out there. Because what you're talking about, it is like, it is a hair thin. It's a paper thin difference from the best ones to the worst ones. And even when you have the best one alongside you, and Randy freaking Moss. Still can't do it. Still can't do it. 2012 Cardinals, okay? Okay. Is that worse? You ready? Okay. Kevin Cobb. Okay. John Skelton. Oh, okay. Ryan Lindley. Man, digging deep here. Brian Hoyer. Oh, Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer, the destroyer. New England legend, Brian Hoyer. That is correct. That's cool. (laughs) 
<laughs> I wouldn't. I was going to ask who won the job that year. No, they all played. They all played. Yeah, yeah. I think who lost the job harder is the question. 1999. Oh, here we go. 99 what? Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. They have two in this category. Okay. 1999. Tony Banks. Hey, again. Stony Case. Oh, Stony Case. Represent University of Houston Cougars, baby. And Scott Mitchell. Scott Mitchell's left-handed, right? Which led to chance of take out Tony, put in Stony. Scott Mitchell's a big lefty, right? Looks like uh, Phil Mickelson yeah. but in a football jersey. Yeah, played a little minor league ball in the 80s, threw for the Phillies. Yeah, all that checks out. Okay, sweet. The Ravens thought, if you thought that was good, let's do it again. Mm-hmm. With the 2002 Baltimore Raven led by quarterbacks Jeff Blake Ooh. and Chris Redman. See, you're naming, like, really competent backups. These guys, these guys are never the ones you want to start for your playoff aspirationed football team. Again, Drew Locke. He would be a wonderful understudy for any team in the NFL. Geno Smith, I would love having him playing behind any quarterback in the NFL. Do I want them fighting for a spot on my roster? No. No, I do not. The Browns one time had a team that featured quarterbacks Deshaun Kaiser. Ooh, Kaiser Sose. Cody Kessler. Mm. Sounds like a baseball player. Yeah. And Kevin Hogan. Ooh, yeah, brother. (laughs) (laughs) The wrong Hogan family? The 2001 Dallas Cowboys van. Ooh, this is going to get good. Quincy Carter. Could have got Quincy Carter. Keep going. Oh, no, just it stops there. Ryan Leaf. Oh, that's sad. Anthony Wright and Clint Storner. No clue who that is. Hard to picture Ryan Leaf in a Cowboys. Started three games. Yeah. I I forget about that Ryan Leaf. Just not very good. (laughs) Not very good at all. But the Seahawks know. The Seahawks know what their season's going to look like. There's no rational person in the Seahawks front office or the Seahawks coaching staff. I mean, you have to you have to get up on the podium, go through the motions, use the coach speak. I learned, I really like what I'm seeing out here at practice. He he can make any throw on the field. Got a great rapport with these young wide receivers. Like you got to say all those things. You're doing John Gruden trying not to get Tom Brady. <laughs> they're gonna they have to say all these things, but they don't mean any of it. I mean, no. they know like. Hey, this is going to be friggin' sweet if we win three games this year. Seattle's going to go bonkers if we beat one division rival this year. They know they're tanking. Fans go to Seahawks games and chant, release the Kraken. (laughs) That's how bad it is. Man, any final words before we hand it off? Oh, my goodness. Too much for the time allotted, my friend. But anything that we didn't cover, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff JJ and A. Marie. Good job, everyone. Thank you, Hollow Spirits. GG. See you tomorrow from New Mexico, Pinon, and Rio Rancho, Burke.